Welcome back to the Dr. Supercoach podcast. You're back with your regular scheduling. It's Chizo with Pistol. How are you going there, champion? Uh, not too bad, Chizo. I can't wait for this long round of footy to begin. We've had some absolute carnage this week, mate. The uh, the teams have not been kind. The Supercoach gods have not been kind, mate. Uh, do you have enough to cover those donuts or will we be seeing some donations to the uh, Cancer Council from you this week? Well, I should say, unfortunately for myself, I can cover everything, but I'm sure there's a couple of community members that might be copying a donut or two, and uh, we'd love for them to pledge some money for the Donate for Donuts uh, charity we got going on. That is slightly selfish on your behalf. Think of all the kids that do need that extra money for cancer research, so just uh, take a look at yourself, mate. Um, we have got an update on Harry. He's been going really well. He's uh, he's loving the new hairless look. He's got a few little Homer Simpson wisps still floating around on top, but he uh, had a lovely Easter. Everyone come down and see him, so that was absolutely fantastic. Uh, while we're talking about the uh, the Cancer Council here, Pistol, we'll just do an update. We're still hovering around just above the $500 mark. Um, I think uh, we are talking about it before. We're planning on doing the same as last year, that for uh, donators this year, we're going to be doing uh, weekly team reviews on the uh, the Thursday podcast. So uh, if you're a, a donator, we'll, uh, do inbox the page uh, and let us know so we can uh, do a live review of your team um, and get back to what we are doing last year, Pistol, because uh, they were a lot of fun, mate. Yeah, and I should say, uh, make sure to email us. Don't inbox the page. I think we turned off the inboxes at the moment because we're getting swamped. Um, so it's drscpod at gmail.com. So drsupercoachpod at gmail.com. Yeah, and uh, a few little interesting uh, tidbits from the news this week. Uh, Dusty seems to be carrying another little niggle. niggle. Not only does he have a facial fracture, he's also got a groin complaint. Uh, um, I'm I'm assuming he got a few little rub downs during the week in that area to uh, try and uh, stretch it out there. Pistol, what do you reckon? (laughs) I feel like Dusty will play even if it's just his one don't argue arm. As long as that (laughs) is okay, that's where all the power comes from. You know know what I've always wondered? You know how there's like the... um, unstoppable force versus immovable object. What happens if Dustin Martin has two opponents coming on like 45 degrees angry angles? Does he give like the double don't argue and like then the world explodes? What happens there? I want to see what happens with a double don't argue when you've got to carry the ball as well. It would be pretty interesting. (laughs) Tuck it between his legs. Um, (laughs) Another interesting one from your mob, uh, Pendles. Uh, Didn't want to play the Saints. He uh, just kind of chickened out there a little bit, mate. (laughs) <laughs> I wouldn't say he chickened out. I think he got stuck on the bench for a bit too long in the third quarter. Um, benched for 14 minutes in the third quarter. He said he got stuck on the bench in the very first rotation and the ball was played in the far wing and no one was coming off for him. So he just got stuck there for a really long time and a lot of people were furious. Which uh, it was interesting because it was like seven minutes in one quarter, then they had the break, and then it was seven minutes at the start of the next quarter that he he couldn't get on for. And in the the seven minutes at the start of the the second half, like there was like three or four goals kicked. So usually that's when everyone like usually that that's that's four people that should have got a free bench because don't you run off the field when you kick a goal pistol? Well, I think uh, at that stage we had the numbers 10, 20, 30, and 40 on the bench, and I think that may have been one of the first times in history, so they were just <laughs> happy making history on the bench there, so they were, they were content. Yeah, it's funny how things work out like that. Uh, another big new, uh, big story uh, for Supercoach as well, Sam Mitchell going down with that ankle injury that looked quite nasty at the time means that he, uh, he misses his chance to face the Hawks. Oh, it's terrible. I think he would have gone home, penciled that in right away when the fixtures were announced, and now he's going to miss out. 
Yeah, he. he I imagine that um, the way that the Hawks are going, he would have been looking forward to it, being able to go, you know, ha-ha, thanks for pushing me out and sending me to a better team. <laughs> well, uh, let's see them play first. I reckon uh, Hawthorne might bounce back this week. Yeah. All right, we'll jump into the teams here, mate. I'll kick it off with Port Adelaide and uh, Carlton. Uh, a few noticeable uh, inclusions and, uh, I guess, non-inclusions. Um, Paddy Ryder comes in uh, after his suspension for that brain fade from the, the week previous straight into uh, uh, the ruck position. Brett Eddy kicked 3-3 three, three, uh, on the weekend in the seconds in the sample, basically got him over the line with two in the last quarter. He's still the first emergency pistol. That's disappointing for those that held him. Yeah, I was really hoping for him to come in. He has a negative break even so he's going to make you money when he does play I assume he will get games at some stage but I'm not sure how long it's worthwhile holding him for yeah, um, another first gamer on the Carlton side was Zach Fisher. He put up a, a mid-70 score, 74, I believe. He uh, looks really, really promising. And uh, in the uh, prospectus that we mentioned on most podcasts, he had a very favorable write-up. Um, and uh, his size is what interests me because he's not that um, that huge, tall uh, midfielder. He's a little bit stocky, a little bit shorter. Uh, they tend to uh, develop a little bit quicker. Um, so I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm, I'm quite confident that... At this point in time, if he keeps putting in the efforts, and uh, we saw his skills with his, his first goal in AFL, that um, he definitely brings something to the Carlton side that they probably haven't had in the forward line for a while. Um, and in a, in a week or so, he's going to be one to definitely look at as a, a possible downgrade target. Yeah, he looks fantastic. And that goal he kicked was unbelievable as well. So hoping to grab him when he's on the bubble. And as you said, nice to see... Um, Cameron Paulson making his debut and don't forget there is Tom Williamson still whose name's for Carlton who's playing his third game this week so uh, yeah one uh, bubble boy is uh, about to pop yeah, we're definitely talking about him uh, in the trade section a little bit later on. Negative 53 break even, so one to keep an eye on if you're looking for someone down back. Uh, Sam Pepper named as a, uh, a rover. Uh, how did you see his game last week there, Pistol? It seemed that uh, in the last couple of weeks uh, where they've been playing more difficult sides, um, he may have got uh, not kind of uh, fitted into the, the heat of the contest when it's a real proper hard, tough AFL game. And uh, after such a hot start, we probably could have expected just a, a little bit of a down patch yeah he seems to be tagging the last two weeks as well he was trying to stick to uh, Dylan Shield like glue so I think this week they might give him a bit more space and hopefully he doesn't have to tag like a Murphy or a Gibbs and they have quite a favorable run as well um, Port Adelaide they play Carlton and then Brisbane in a row so hopefully he can uh, bang out maybe back-to-back 80s maybe it's a bit optimistic and just uh, reset his break even so he can start generating a lot more money a lot more quickly yeah, I think people are jumping uh, jumping off uh, um, Power Pepper a little bit too early. Interesting to note that uh, when Ken Hinckley was uh, interviewed this week um, re- reviewing uh, Sam Pearl Pepper's performance, um, he's basically uh, backing him in to, uh, to step up to the challenge and bounce back. Um, and, you know, as that, that tough kind of uh, inside midfield uh, ball winner, I, I definitely expect him to, um, uh, to be someone that we, should, we do need to keep uh, in our teams there, Pistol. Um, we'll jump into the uh, the next game there, mate. Do you mind taking us through the Dogs and the Lions? Sure. This <laughs> probably not the most interesting match of the round. Um, Travis Cloak is out, though, for the Bulldogs, and in comes uh, Shane Biggs. Um, nothing to really note for the Bulldogs, except uh, Bontempelli, Dalhouse, and McRae keep producing as those primo options. So if you manage to have snagged all three of them, I'm very jealous because they all look like they're not going to slow down anytime soon. Um, on to the Bulldogs. Uh, 
Brisbane Lions side. Uh, Buick, Tom Bell, and Tom Cutler uh, have been replaced with Harwood, Bassanak, and Dawson. Unfortunately, Barrett didn't get recalled, and they decided to record some other standout uh, needful performers in Harwood and Bassanak from last week. That just makes me think that Barrett plays again really well. They're actually going to reward him and give him a chance. Um, more bubble boys. Um, Jared Berry is playing his third game, as is uh, Hugh McLuggage. Yeah, interesting with Barrett. Um, he did have uh, 30 touches, two goals, two, 12 tackles. Uh, he was absolutely everywhere. But as you said, they're rewarding the, the hard work and the performances uh, in Bastanac and Harwood. Um, neither of them have really set the, the world on fire ever in the AFL um in that kind of respect. So I, I do I do expect Jake Barrett to be uh, very close to being recalled in uh, uh, in that respect. Bob Murphy's uh, 300 game, uh, game pistol, that's a, a little bit exciting for Bob. Yeah, that's huge, uh, and especially for the Western Bulldogs. I'm sure that will uh, inspire them to get over the line. Yeah, I, I, I think they <laughs> would have been a close game if it wasn't his 300. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the Suns and Adelaide Crows, another absolutely close game here, Pistol. Uh, Brad Crouch finally comes in. Jake Kelly out injured. Um, Brad Crouch has been absolutely killing it in, in the uh, Sandful. I think he's had 71 disposals over the last two outings. Um and interesting to note, Jake Kelly ha- has uh, has left the side. Brad Crouch has come in, leaving a, a hole down back. And Andy Otten is still named at centre-half forward. Beautiful. Otten has played unbelievably well as that half-forward or centre-half forward and ruck relief for Sam Jacobs. And he's been scoring basically a ton for the last two weeks. So here goes uh, third time lucky. He, he's, uh, he's averaging something like uh, 100 or 103 or something ridiculous over the last couple of rounds. He's already gone up 100 and uh, 160K, which is fantastic. Uh, Hampton's still ticking along. Harrison Wig absolutely uh, dominated in the sample as well. I think he had uh, between 21, 22 touches, something around there, um, performing uh, admirably. So, he, again, he's another one to, to keep a lookout for. Um, on the Gold Coast side of things, only uh, Stephen May out with a hamstring and in comes the small forward, Calamar Chi. Uh, Jared Witt. Is, uh, just keeps ticking along their pistol, um, averaging uh, 93.5, only put up a 79 on the weekend, uh, but he's, he's already gone up to uh, $350,000, and that's exactly what we wanted from him. Yeah, and it's funny that he got 79. Everyone's a bit disappointed given he's scored, you know, 100 for the last two weeks. But when you think about it, round one, when you picked him, you would have probably taken 79 in the first week. So um, not too upset with Wits, and hopefully he can pop out another really big score this week. Yeah, definitely hang on to him. David Swallow, everyone was uh, yeah, so quick to jump off him um, in the last uh, probably 14 days. Um, but the thing is, he did cop a, a bit of an injury to his ankle very, very early on in the game, and they basically just stuck him up deep forward just leaving him there to keep helping with the rotations off the bench. Um, but it did mean that he wasn't around the ball, and it did hurt his uh, his uh, scoring potential in that respect. Named on a wing this week, um, it was just a knock, uh, a bit of a stinger during the game, so I have absolutely no dramas with those that are still holding David Swallow. Even with his 46 in the rolling average, he's still averaging 84 for the year, which is fantastic uh, for what we expected from his price. So I've got no, no dramas with people holding him. The big talking point this week... Brandon Matera pistol. Is he coming into your side? Uh, I, I've seen, I've, I've, I've heard a few podcasts floating around that he, he might be a decent cash trap. <laughs> no, well, I think we'll talk about this a bit more in depth later, but Matera is definitely not going anywhere near my side. Um, good luck if you choose to pick him. Just remember that they are playing Adelaide, who are probably the best team in the competition right now. And 
yeah, the next couple of weeks don't get particularly easier for Gold Coast as well, um, given that they play Adelaide this week and then they play North Melbourne and Geelong. So not the easiest of draws ahead. So you're probably not expecting him to kick six and have 32 disposals this week? No, he's probably just going to kick five and have 29 touches instead. Okay, so definitely don't bring him in. Take us through uh, Fremantle and North Melbourne, which uh, should actually be a very intriguing game. So some actually relevant Supercoach news in this game. Harley Bellick is out with a hip injury, which has thrown a spanner in pretty much everyone's works. No one saw this coming. Uh, Bellick being gone robs us of that crucial downgrade target, and some people are using him as uh, money so that they can get their first upgrade on the board. I do believe that he will come in pretty much maybe not the first week that he's fit, but very much uh, quickly after that. They don't have that much depth for you, so just takes one injury and he's back in the squad. So look forward to him when he comes to play his third game. Not sure when that will be. Um, for North Melbourne, though, Braden Pruce is rested and Rovat is omitted with Ed Vickers-Willis finally making his debut and Mason Wood coming back. So massive supercoach news there. Obviously, it's a ruck battle, one versus one, Sandilands versus Goldstein. Not sure who's going to take the chocolates, but I'm looking forward to, to at least watching that part of the game. Um, Pruce rested is pretty harsh. Uh, I guess he needed a rest because he's been working so hard and scoring so well for those owners. Maybe he'll be back next week, but Wait is coming soon. And when Wait returns, I'm not sure Bruce is going to get back in that side anytime soon. So it's uh, very, very interesting in that ruck department in for North Melbourne. So certainly something to watch over this weekend. Yeah, um, I, I think it is because he, he hasn't had um, the exposure to AFL and the, the, the speed of the game these days, so he probably did um, legitimately need a little bit of a break. Uh, for those that jumped off last week going Goldstein to Steph Martin, I'm not sure how, what you feel about Bruce being rested and him being the uh, the number one ruck this week. Um, Ed Vickers-Willis, keep it on him a few weeks' time, but again with North Melbourne, we can't say with any certainty they're going to have any decent job security whatsoever. And uh, just quietly, I think you missed out a, a little bit of a, a chance to do a pun with like Harley and Spanner and, I don't know, something something to do with the garage there, mate. We'll jump into the Battle of the Bridge, Sydney Swans versus GWS. There are outs and ins and sideways and everything all over the place in this game. This is basically uh, uh, the most impactful game this week. Impactful, I'm not sure that's a word. Uh, Steve Johnson comes back in for Tim Taranto, who's been managed again. A young player probably legitimately doesn't need that break off. Um, on the uh, the Sydney side of things, we've got Lewis Melican coming in for his first game, but at the expense of our recently traded in Nick Newman, who's been a mitted pistol. Oh, that is terrible. I'm pretty sure everyone got him and were really pumped when he scored a really solid 80 last week and he jumped up 80k and everyone was laughing and now he's out and we're all crying. Yeah, one of the things that I did notice, um, I compared to, uh, compared him to the other week uh, to Matt Suckling with his uh, his laser left foot. Um, the one thing that I did notice when I watched the game on the weekend is that he does tend to go for those uh, slightly riskier kicks because he does have that uh, that extra confidence in his left leg. Um, it does uh, tend to turn the ball over a little bit more than if he uh, he went a little bit safer. So maybe he's just being punished for um, a, a little bit of uh, turning the ball over. Um, we've got a few more in here mate Kurt Tippett comes back uh, Gary Rowan uh, coming in as the another small forward and uh, Isaac Heaney is finally back from the, his uh, short bout of glandular fever there Pistol yeah can't wait to see Heaney play obviously everyone and just had him at the beginning of the season saying this is his year this is his year and uh, now it's time for him to prove that this is indeed his year 
Yeah, so that, that'll be uh, interesting to see how he goes. Uh, we'll jump into St Kilda and the Cats. Take us through that one, Legend. All right, so um, Hickey is being managed, so that's kind of a big out, uh, excuse the pun. And Armitage is also out. Longer comes in. Uh, Jack Stephen comes in. That's another big in. Uh, Shane Savage, Kobe Stevens, Minchington um, for the Saints. It's nice to see. Well, I mean, there's uh, extended benches, I should say, so um, people on the bench could still be dropped. But it is nice to see Ben Long is named on the field, um, so he'll get his second game. For the Cats, um, George Holland-Smith comes in. He'll be on the bubble this week. Uh, Jed Buse, Aaron Black, Darcy Lang, Reece Stanley with Parsons suspended and Menegola suspended. Um, um, I should say that Aaron Black is actually on the extended bench, so he could still be dropped. I'm not sure he'll make the final team. Um, but other than that, it was Parfit is named on the field, and I think that covers pretty much all the relevant news. Obviously, Selwood and Dangerfield and everyone else is uh, back to normal and just right in the guts. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, Parsons and Menegola, uh, uh, two more that uh, have joined the long list of guys that want to knock uh, uh, Luke Hodges' head off. <laughs> that They both were brutal, and um, yeah, I can't believe they got one and two weeks respectively. Oh, sorry, was it one and two or was it two yeah, and three? Yeah, so, something like that. Um, I'll take us through uh, the Hawks and West Coast. Uh, going to be an absolute cracker of a game. I think uh, the fact that West Coast don't travel well to the MCG uh, might play into Hawthorne's favour, who have been uh, playing uh, quite poorly lately. Uh, we've got a, another extended bench with Daniel Howe, Cade Stewart, and uh, Ty Vick. Um, yeah, all coming in, all named on the extended bench. I, I suspect that Ty Vickery, if he gets up, will come into the team, so there was still one to be dropped. Um, on the West Coast Eagles side of things, Sam Mitchell is the big out. Um, he uh, is replaced uh, by one of the following, uh, Jack Darling, uh, Dom Sheed, Mark Hutchings, and Malcolm Carpany. Uh, you expect uh, uh, Jack Darling to get a game. He's come straight into the half forward, so it'd be interesting uh, um in that respect, it looks like a Jack Darling's a straight swap for Sam Mitchell there, Pistol. Um, nothing overly interesting uh, with those games. Uh, Jordan, uh, sorry, Jared Ruffhead is probably the one that everyone's uh, talking about um, in the fact that he hasn't been going well lately. He's named it full forward. Uh, but the big one for me, no Jaeger O'Meara. Have we been played here, Pistol? Oh, I think so. You hear the words, you know, knee knock. You hear Jaeger and you know what he's been through. Now it's two weeks when they said he'd be right to go this week. Ah, there's warning warning signs everywhere, I think. Yeah, for me, I think that the fact that there's no decent downgrade options this week, it's almost worth holding if he did hold him for that, you held him for week one. Because we've got no one to downgrade him to, you might as well just keep, keep hold of him there, Pistol. Like, the, the only person that, uh, um, I, if... Harley Balick was playing this week. I can make the case to go from a Jaeger O'Meara to a Harley Balick, but with pretty much no one to downgrade ourselves to, you would you bother trying to swing some crazy trade to get Jaeger O'Meara out if you still held him after week one? Uh, maybe not just because of this week, but if you do want Tom Willington, I don't think he's a bad option. You could downgrade someone in the back line to him and maybe upgrade Jaeger O'Meara. If you had a bit of coin to start with at the beginning of the season in your bank, uh, you might be able to pull out a primo mid from that trade. So I would probably go ahead with that. Otherwise, if you're not getting in a primo, I'm not sure I'd just downgrade him for the sake of downgrading him. 
Yeah. Uh, obviously, the uh, the Monday and the Tuesday games, Richmond and Melbourne and Essendon and Collingwood, their teams haven't been announced yet because uh, we've got the, the, the elongated weekend of football. Uh, but we do have a, a few names that have been uh, set to uh, be announced on the Anzac Day game. Uh, Daniel Wells looks set to be picked uh, for your pies um, this Tuesday, mate. Yeah, I heard a uh, rumor he's actually going to win the Anzac Day medal in the best of field display. So, yeah, keep your eyes on that one. Where'd you hear that? <laughs> That's everywhere. You should uh, pay attention to the news, Chizo. Collingwood's <laughs> already won. <laughs> no chance here, mate. We're going to get way, way, way on top of you this uh, this time. We're going to absolutely run you guys off your legs because you can't kick a winning score, mate. You, you've got all the best midfielders in the, in the world and you can't can't take a mark inside 50 and you can't stop it coming in the defensive 50. It's, uh, it's going to be game over. And particularly, uh, we're so confident that we're going to win this week. We're actually uh, having Ben McNeese, um, one of our rookie players, upgraded this week for Jane Laverde is, uh, is coming in um, to uh, look like he's having his debut in the uh, the Anzac Day game, which will be fantastic. Yeah, uh, that's a great game to debut and no pressure at all for the young guy. Hopefully he uh, has a good one for you blokes. I think Mason Cox had a, a good debut game in the, uh, the Anzac Day game last year. And maybe he'll come back to wreak some more pain. <laughs> uh, we'll jump into uh, the next section after the teams. I want to talk about mid-prices. Um, everyone, uh, if we're looking at the most common trades this week, we've got David Swallow going. We've got Jaeger O'Meara going. We've got people getting rid of Jared Roughhead. Um, it's all the mid-price kind of drama. Would you consider holding on to these guys basically because we don't have the downgrade option so um the only way i can see that you would be upgrading you'll be getting rid of these one of these guys is if you are upgrading because you've generated that cash somewhere else but the thing is i i I don't see anyone being downgrade worthy this week so you're you're either going a jaeger omira up or a jared ruffhead up i don't see anyone else that you could be bringing in to downgrade these guys to generate cash pistol yeah, as I said just before, I think Tom Williamson's the only viable option. Even then, you'd have to swing some sort of DPP. I think maybe if you have Taylor Adams, you swing into the midfield to be able to bring in um, Williamson. But now with Nick Newman out as well, it kind of makes your backline rookies a bit more shaky. Maybe you don't want to risk it in case you get a donut. So um, for me, it's pretty much this week is just a week of holding your trades and reassessing next week. Yeah, so you've got Hugh McCluggage and Jared Berry from Brisbane averaging 20, uh, sorry, averaging 30 and 47 respectively. They've both got break evens in the mid 20s. They're the only ones that you could really manipulate in your forwards or your midfield to to run with either of these guys if you wanted to downgrade them. And the fact that they're probably only going to make um, 30k tops averaging what they are, you're probably best to hold on to your mid prices. Yeah, I can't see either of those guys being worth it. Um, to put in perspective, they're projected to make between 20 and 40k each, which is horrendous. Um, yeah, it's just, just no point using a trade on that. You may as well just hold your mid-prices and they'll probably outscore them by like 50 this week anyway. So yeah, the points are worth more than the money there. So basically, in my opinion, is if you were looking to downgrade to a Harley Ballack this week for one of those guys, uh, you might as well hold on to him unless you've got something left field that you want to work with because um, we don't at this stage know the severity of Harley Ballack's injury. Uh, but hopefully in time to come we'll be able to figure that out and, and find out what his, his prognosis is like. And also we do have some other uh, rookies coming through that will be on the bubble next week and in future weeks. So uh, keep a look out for that. The, the next thing I want to talk about here, Pistol, that 
is kind of driving me a little bit crazy. It's our uh, our fallen premiums, and it's not so much that uh, I have the likes of, of a Heath Shaw, or I have the likes of a JPK. It's that people are trading these out, these guys out, because they're they think that they're they're performing so poorly that it's not worth holding onto them. If if I was thinking, um, yeah, you know, from from outside, if I didn't have a Heath Shaw, I would be watching his price drop and going awesome he's dropped 77k he's only averaging 85 he's got a break even of 126 so he could uh, drop down a little bit more i'm going to be able to pick up Heath Shaw at sub 500k in the next uh, couple of weeks i'd be licking my lips here pistol Are you along the same vein yeah definitely if you don't have guys like Heath Shaw Todd Goldstein you know they're going to drop in money and i'd be getting ready to jump on i wouldn't really be getting to looking at jumping off same goes for Adam Trelaw i think he might have a strong start obviously he needs to show something first but i think he might have a um a good end to the year so these people you watch you wait until they bottom out and then you jump on you don't hold you don't take them now and trade them out and then try and get them back in at a cheaper price later it's just mucking around and wasting trades well exactly uh, uh todd goldstein uh, break even 176 so he's definitely going to be dropping everyone's uh looking at licking their lips uh adam trelaw break even of 153 i've seen a lot of trades with adam trelaw going but the thing is it's not that he's not getting the ball it's not like he's a luke parker or he's a dan hannabury that's he's only getting 15 touches a game the guy's averaging 120 125 in fantasy dream team formats he's getting the ball he's just got no one to kick to that can take a mark and when he's just bombing the ball and turning it over, he's, it appears to me that the 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 way that points are generated this year is definitely um, along the lines of efficiency, uh, and he's definitely one that is uh, suffering in that respect because he does have so many clangers in his game. So as, as much of the ball that he gets, the amount of times that he's turning it over is really hurting his score. So you've just got to keep the faith that, um, that Collingwood are going to come good He's going to hit a few more targets, and uh, from that stage, he'll be racking up those 120s, 130s. He's just got to get parity between his dream team points and his super coach points. It's not even about hitting targets. It's just about not hitting the opposition. You can have an ineffective kick, and it'll just be worth zero, but a clanger's worth minus five. So instead of him having you know seven, eight clangers a game, which you're losing 40 points right there and then, you just need him to not turn it over directly, even if it is a terrible kick or a shank. And look, you get five points extra, I should say, every time just because he's not actually getting a clanger. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in the forward line, looking at uh, the likes of uh, Lance Franklin and JJK, they've both got high break-evens, 140 for Lance, and uh, Josh has a, a 127 break-even. He's, they, they're definitely two forward guys that we could be looking at. Um, it might influence uh, who you pick up based on your buy structure, though, Pistol, uh, but uh, especially if you have uh, the likes of a McRae and a Dalhouse already in your side. Yeah, as well as um, Jack Steele and Nick Rewalt, they all share the same buy with Buddy and even Heaney, if you were considering getting him. I should say, Sydney's draw opens up really nicely after GWS. They play Carlton, Brisbane, North Melbourne, St Kilda, Hawthorne, and then they're by. So, Buddy and Heaney could go absolutely bonkers. So, they're certainly high on my list of upgrade targets. It's just not sure how I'm going to work it with the buy situation at this point in time. All right, mate. This is uh, usually part of the podcast where we jump into Cheezo's Tasty Trades. I know you're expecting the little sting there, guys, but I'm not this week here, Pistol, because you know what I'm going to recommend? I'm going to recommend that we hold trades leading into round five. What do you think? <laughs> I think it's a great plan, but you might need to change your uh, title this week and just cheese those tasty don't trades or something because... <laughs> 
yeah, you can't can't have a section and not recommend any trades. Well, it's getting to the borderline of uh, Chizo's tasty donuts. If we have any more rookies, just drop out unexpectedly. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that would uh, work very well with the. Um Donate for Donuts uh, campaign. Uh, it also uh, impacts uh, Pistol's punt. Do you feel lucky here, mate? Because I think you're probably recommending that we don't try anything risky this week and just try and hold ourselves together and uh, don't try and take a punt on something silly. No, I mean, most of the loophole options this week play very early in the week, so you can't quite do um, a danger field into, let's say, a Pendlebury, which I would recommend if, if you are able to do danger field vice-captain, but not many people have that luxury this week, so probably no punts this week. Um, I will say I did recommend danger field vice-captain every week as my kind of um, idea for the season. However, last week he played last, and obviously you couldn't make him vice-captain, and that's the week he happens to put up in 90. <laughs> so he, he made me look like a bit of a fool. It works in principle, but sometimes it's principle only, so I don't know. We'll, we'll play. We'll see how that goes for the rest of the year. I will uh, make Dangerfield vice captain whenever <laughs> I possibly can. But now I can see it's not a sure thing every week. Yeah, I think the only way that you're going to be able to use him as a VC this week is if you've got a donut from the Richmond and Melbourne game. Uh, I do know Jackson Jacoby does have that extra floating donut uh, with a Melbourne player uh, DPP, so he'll definitely probably go a a VC of uh, a, a, a danger into maybe a Pendles if he has someone like that. So. Uh, Jacko, that could be one to have a look at. Um, we might as well jump straight into uh, a captaincy options this week, Pistol, seeing as we're, we're already there. Um, obviously, Danger let us down last week. I VC'd the Bond and only put up one fi- one fifteen. So naturally, I, I tried to get more out of Danger, which uh, in hindsight was a little bit greedy. Um, but what's your kind of uh, VC or captaincy options this week? Uh, keeping in mind that a lot of our donuts uh, say a Brett Eddy plays the first game on Friday, Jake Barrett plays the second game uh, of the round on Saturday, uh, and most of our donuts are playing earlier on in the round. So we do have to try and think about different sorts of VC options. Options this week. So, if you're following uh, La Hug's captains, he did recommend uh, a Rockliffe or a Murphy or a Bontempelli as his top three VC options. Unfortunately for me, I don't have any of those three <laughs> players, so um, I might be stuck going a JPK and failing that, maybe a Beams or some sort of Dalhouse combo. Not many options for me to choose from, um, but you got to go with what you've got. Probably will be going into a danger field steal. I'm not quite scared off by that 90. Um, if I somehow don't go danger field, which I can't see why I would, I wouldn't. I'm just probably going to put on Pendlebury. He loves an Anzac Day match. Um, I think it might be projected to rain um, on Anzac Day, so not quite sure how that will affect some of the players. Uh, might just be safer not taking anyone from that matchup. What are you thinking this this week, Chizo? Um, I heard it's uh, projected to rain goals from Joe Danaher against the leaky <laughs> uh, defense of the Pies, mate. Any, any news on that? Uh, no, actually, they're not reporting it over here yet, but maybe there'll be a late change. In, um, yeah, there could be change of uh, weather, and maybe he'll... Uh, be dry. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, VC on Bontempelli, I'm definitely going this week. I'll tell you why, here, Pistol. Bontempelli, through four rounds, is averaging higher than Dangerfield. Unbelievable. How old's this kid again? Uh, very low 20s, maybe 21, something like that. So uh, still the baby face. 127 to the Bont, 126.5. So technically, he's still ahead, 
But, you know, a VC of Bont into Dangerfield um, is definitely something that I'll, I'll be looking at. And uh, being able to use um, our, our Perma R3 loop, uh, loophole with the Fremantle uh, Ruckman uh, allows us to go into uh, Danger on the Sunday. Um, so I'm definitely happy with that. Other options that um, you could consider, as you said, is a, a Pendlebury. Maybe a Fife. He has been playing well. I do think that he's going to uh, um, he's going to start hitting his straps and playing a little bit better. Um, remember that he hasn't played a lot of football in the last 12 months. He's had those couple operations on that leg. So he'll still be building the tank. He'll still be getting his match fitness. And uh, he's definitely one I can I can uh, see uh, upping that average. And uh, considering his last three have been 107, 113, 117, uh, I've got really good confidence in five for those that have him. Uh, a VC option, I'm not sure you can uh, you can go past uh, the Sloan Ranger, um, uh, particularly playing against the Gold Coast. Um, uh, his last three round average of 146 here, Pistol. He has just been going absolutely insane. Yeah, no, he's been absolutely crazy, but I would watch him carefully this week and see how Brad Crouch will affect him. Just another inside midfielder getting, you know, that ball, the extractor role. Um, I'm sure it will affect Sloan, but I'm not quite sure how yet. Yeah, I'm, I, it might take a little bit of the load off him, so it might uh, take a few possessions away or a few contested possessions having that that extra inside ball. So just keep an eye on him, but Sloan's definitely a, an option to uh, uh, to consider there, mate. Um and uh, the the people's choice. I just want to highlight this. They've uh, we do a a little poll every single week here, Pistol, to, to try and get a, a a people's choice of who we want as the our captaincy option this week. And it is none other than Brandon Matera. Wow, good choice, community. <laughs> You've uh, <laughs> really taken advantage of uh, Lahug's statistical analysis here, where he's gone in depth to predict uh, Matera scoring seventy five. So. Yeah, well done using the resources provided. Um, I hope at least one of you make your captaincy decision based off this uh, background knowledge. Yeah. Uh, All right, mate, that pretty much wraps it up. It's a a bit of a short podcast this week because there's literally not that much happening. No, and there's not very many games, so there's two lineups still to be released. So I think the last thing uh, we should go through is just, Chizo, does 67 points uh, mean anything to you? No. I think that was the number of points that I beat you oh. uh, last week by in our head-to-head league match. <laughs> Look, I, I, you know, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So uh, you can have the four points this week, uh, but just know that the fact that we're both uh, inside the top three came is that we're going to be duking it out all year. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you run out of trades by like round 15 the last three years running? Um, that is correct. And I've, I've changed my strategy by not trading. Um <laughs> Right, this one week. I've looked through my history. I've never not traded this week before. So this is a brand new season. Here I come. Watch me. uh, Try catch me by the time you come to finals, uh, I guess, if you make it. Okay. So how many trades you got sitting there? Oh, still got 27 left. 27. So I'm sitting on 28. So I've got that extra one up my sleeve. Uh, I might be able to, you know, late in the season, that little uh, grand final switcheroo to bring in that extra midfielder. Um, A little bit of fixture matching. I better, you'd better just keep your eye out there, Pistol, because I'll be coming back around. Um, uh, We better plug the iTunes here, mate. For those that uh, that do want 
the uh, their team reviewed light up on the podcast uh, you can also go over to uh, the iTunes and leave us a written review tell us how much uh, you think that uh, Pistol's going to go down in the grand final to Chizo. Uh just let us know um, the positives negatives so we can get better we can give you the information that you need uh, we always appreciate it and it's easier for other coaches to be able to find the podcast and uh, we've also got the SC uh, the, the Supercoach Championship rings here Pistol ours is bright gold this year mate and uh, it looks really really good on my finger I can tell you that <laughs> we'll enjoy it now I'm sure at the end of the season we'll have a new owner it, it comes in a little glass box as well it's a little mahogany box it looks fantastic um, so you jump on and gra- grab you one of those make sure you use the code uh, the doc capital T H E capital D O C all one word and uh Check out the Cancer Cancel as well if you feel like donating. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, please consider doing that. And uh, I'll catch you after this weekend's frivolities here, mate. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Chizo. And just remember, community, if you do want to email us, it is uh, drscpod at gmail.com, Pod um, for team review if you've uh, donated. Or if you just want to leave general feedback or have a chat, uh, yeah, feel free to email us. All right. Catch you, community.